0: Hi, boys and girls! This is Miss Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Light in a Cornfield by Rachel Whitaker Cabose. Susan Edson snuggled under a heavy quilt next to her younger sister Belinda. Just think! Tonight is the last night we'll sleep in this bed. I know! Tomorrow we'll be in our heavenly mansion. I'm not going to sleep at all, 11 year old Susan whispered. What if Jesus comes during the night? I don't want to miss anything. I won't sleep either, Belinda agreed. Poke me once in a while so I stay awake. But despite their resolutions, both girls dozed off. Susan woke with a start, wondering what time it was. The room was dark, but she could hear her father downstairs stoking the fire. Wake up, she hissed to Belinda. The girls threw off their covers and hurried downstairs. Their stepmother, Esther, looked up in surprise from the lamp she was lighting. What are you doing up? It's four o'clock in the morning. We don't want to miss Jesus coming, the sisters chorused. Behind them, 13-year-old George clumped down the stairs, rubbing the sleep from his eyes. Their father, Hiram, joined the circle. We'll all wait together, he smiled. I'm just as excited about seeing Jesus as you are. After sunrise on October twenty-two, eighteen forty-four, friends and neighbors joined the Edson family. Hiram had convinced many of them that the prophecies of Jesus' coming were about to be fulfilled. He had visited each of his neighbors one by one to share the truths he had learned. Unto two thousand and three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Hiram had read countless times from Daniel 8.14. Then he would explained, using other prophecies in Daniel, that the two thousand and three hundred days represented two thousand and three hundred years, ending in 1844. The cleansing of the sanctuary refers to Jesus' return to cleanse the earth with fire, he had told his neighbors. Jesus is coming very soon. Hundreds in his town of Port Gibson, New York, had been moved by this message and had given their lives to Christ. Now the long-awaited day was here. Time flew by as the little group sang, prayed, and read the promises of Scripture. "'Today we'll see Jesus and all His angels in clouds of glory,' Hiram proclaimed. "'We'll live forever with Him in the beautiful New Jerusalem. "'We'll meet Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. "'And we'll see our mother again,' Susan whispered to her sister. "'The girl's mother had died five years earlier.' "'Mrs. Edson bounced baby Ophelia on her knee. "'Let's sing, watch, ye saints,' she suggested. "'Voices rang out in joyful anticipation. "'Lo, He comes!' "'Jesus comes to reign victorious!' The day wore on, but no clouds of angels split the sky. As darkness fell, the tension grew. "'Let's not grow weary in watching for our Lord,' Hiram encouraged his friends. The children struggled to keep their eyes open while the hands of the clock crept toward midnight. Twelve somber bongs announced the bad news. The day was over, and Jesus hadn't appeared." The Edsons and their friends stared at one another in disbelief. "'Why didn't Jesus come back?' nine-year-old Belinda asked, her eyes brimming with tears. "'I don't know, dear,' Mrs. Edson quavered, pulling the girl into her arms. "'We were so sure of the prophecies,' their friend Owen Crozier burst out. "'We've spent years telling everyone that Jesus was coming. "'Was it all a lie, a deception?' Hiram sank into a chair, his face in his hands. "'I don't know. I just don't know.' His body shook with sobs and cries of grief, as if he'd just lost every friend on earth. Soon everyone was crying, even George, despite his best efforts to hold back the tears. It was the worst day of his life, worse than the day his mother had died. At least then he'd had the hope of seeing her in heaven. Maybe Jesus isn't coming back at all, ever, he thought. Maybe it's all a made-up story." No one slept much that night. They were too busy crying and asking, "'Where did we go wrong?' As the sun rose on October 23, Hiram gathered the downcast believers in the sitting room. "'These past few months, as we've waited for Jesus, "'have been the best time in all my Christian experience,' he said. "'We have seen God work miracles. "'The sick have been healed. "'Hardened hearts have turned to Christ. "'God has led us time after time. "'I believe the Lord must have some light.' and help for us even now. Heads nodded, and sad faces looked a little less gloomy. Mr. Crozier spoke up. We should pray earnestly and ask God to show us the meaning of this disappointment. Hiram and several other men agreed. Let's go to the barn, Hiram suggested, leading the way. In a small room smelling of wheat and corn, they shut the doors, knelt on the rough wooden floor, and pleaded with God for understanding. "'As they prayed, a strong sense of God's presence comforted them. "'God assured me that he has heard our prayers "'and will make everything clear to us,' Hiram told the others. "'Disappointment hung heavy over the breakfast table that morning. "'We're supposed to be eating from the tree of life right now,' "'George couldn't help thinking. "'But his father was in better spirits. "'Let's go visit some of the other believers,' "'he suggested to Mr. Crozier after the meal. "'I'm sure they'll need encouragement.' The two men donned their coats and headed out across the fields, hoping they wouldn't meet any of their skeptical neighbors. Shriveled cornstalks rustled in the breeze. Hiram hadn't bothered to harvest the last of the crop, thinking there would be no use for it. Lost in thought, Mr. Crozier strode on ahead. Suddenly, a bright light shone around Hiram. He seemed to be looking right into heaven. Jesus, clothed in his high priestly robes, lifted a curtain and walked into the inner room of the heavenly sanctuary to stand before the Ark of the Covenant. Hiram heard a voice, quote, Revelation 11:19, And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the Ark of his Testament. The vivid experience ended in a moment, leaving Hiram speechless with amazement. He'd read that verse countless times, but somehow he'd never considered the possibility that the sanctuary to be cleansed at the end of the 2,300 years was in heaven, not on earth. Just then, Mr. Crozier looked back. "'Why are you stopping so long?' he shouted. "'God is answering our prayer,' Hiram called excitedly. "'He's giving us light to explain our disappointment.' The two men made a short visit and hurried home to tell the others of Hiram's new insight. We already knew that Daniel's time prophecy ended on October 22, the Jewish Day of Atonement, Mr. Crozier began. That was the one day of the year when the high priest went into the most holy place to cleanse the earthly sanctuary from sin. For the Jews, it was a solemn day of judgment. We thought Jesus was coming out of the Most Holy Place on October 22 and returning to cleanse the earth, Hiram continued, but instead it seems that Jesus entered the Most Holy Place to begin a heavenly time of judgment. George looked confused. So if yesterday was the day of judgment, is Jesus coming back today? Hiram shook his head. I don't think so. We don't know how long the judgment will take. We need to study this a lot more from Scripture to understand it fully. George, Susan, and Belinda still had plenty of questions, but they went to bed that night feeling much more hopeful. Maybe Jesus hasn't forgotten us after all, Belinda whispered to her sister. I'm sure he hasn't. I'm going to stay ready no matter how long we have to wait, Susan promised. In his room, George stared up at the dark ceiling with a silent prayer. God, I don't understand everything yet, but I'm going to keep trusting you anyway. Help me to stay faithful until you come. A few moments later, the exhausted boy was sound asleep. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh Day Adventist Church, please visit adventistbookcenter dot com or call one 6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh Day Adventist Church.